But this is people. We live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. It's actually quite hilarious when you think about it. These are people hell-bent on their own ego and pride and arrogance. You can't tell them a damn thing. Yet they don't think twice about opening their mouth and giving an order to somebody that has nothing to fucking do with them. Like, don't you see that you're not my boss or supervisor? Why are you talking at me? It's the equivalent of this. Have you ever seen this at a store? It's this sentiment. It's this type of ego. Have you ever witnessed this? You're at a retailer. You're at a grocery store. The customer's irate. Blah, 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 blah. The cashier explains, no, you're wrong. This is the situation. Sorry, we can't do anything about it. But this is the situation. I hear your frustration. Nonetheless, this is the situation. The customer goes, okay, can I have a receipt? That little parting jab. You know, can I have a receipt? Even when they're respectfully dealt with, and the situation is explained to them, they still need to lash out with that last bit of ego and arrogance. Where's my receipt? Oh. In other words, you fucking work for me. You jump when I tell you to jump. My receipt. Just to remind you, I spent $10 in this establishment. Where's my receipt? You're speaking to a $10 customer. Where's my receipt? <laughs> the arrogance of that. And the command and the control. The pettiness. And that's in every industry. And that's why it's so vital to learn how to deal with if you want to be a successful owner-operator. This might seem, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. It seems so childish, but yet it's like truly the way of the world. People really think that by barking and yelling and screaming and blah, 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 they make a difference in the world. When it's like, no, you just make it worse and nobody's listening to you. When you talk that way, people resent you for it. And the first chance they get to stab you in the back, they're going to take it. Obviously. So, coming down off of that pridefulness, taking some humility, and putting that into my work, I think is going to serve me well. Because um, in business and in this pandemic, I'm really looking for the beauty in people and the joy of communication. I see you in your rainbow paradise Lipstick, candy lipstick, state of mind Oh, walk through fire for you, just let me adore you Baby, I 
walk through fire for you Just let me adore you It's all that I ever do Should be wearing a dress for this It's your old chuckle buddy Guess who? Janet and James Ramcharan Reporting live for duty On this magnificent April 19th In the year of our Lord 2021 Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, Wagwan. What's happening, fam? If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. You know, just let me adore you. It's all that I ever do. I'll walk through fire for you. Just let me adore you. Folks, you know, let me grovel over your, you know, unwashed feet like some pervert on Craigslist. We also speak about current events. Entertainment, the time to the time, folks. The whole kit and caboodle. You can't go wrong. Um, Also, something very new that we're doing here in 2021 on JR the P. Now, this is a very fetching opportunity that I want to share with y'all. Now, you don't have to go out and, you know, use my Amazon link for this. You don't have to feel no need to purchase this. I just want you to get information on this you know this is something i don't want you to miss up on folks i'm going to tell you why now take a look at this puppy look at this puppy folks look at this puppy I'd walk through fire for you. Just let me adore you and put on a dress. Look at this puppy, folks. Absolutely gorgeous. What your eyes are feasting upon is what is known as the the Hat Depot Cotton and Cotton Herringbone Paisley Lining Premium Quality Pork Pie Hat. Available on Amazon, folks. $26.34 Canadian plus $5.96 Canadian shipping and handling, folks. Smoke them if you got them. Yep, so you know you're looking roughly around $32 Canadian. Yes, folks, something like that. You do the math. $26.34 plus $5.96, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Smoke them if you got them, folks. Take a look at this pork pie hat. Absolutely stunning. Now, there's a Amazon link available in this video description. You know, if you want to support the show, you can purchase through Amazon through my link at no additional charge. I just want you to get your attention and eyes on this opportunity, folks. However you go about, however you go about getting this style of hat, you know, it's a beautiful pork pie um, cotton hat, you know. The brand name is Blackhorn. It's available on Amazon. 
you know, beautiful paisley um, under under brim or what are the, I don't know, underbelly, beautiful paisley underbelly, you know, absolutely gorgeous. You know, that Walter White meth head look, you know, um, 65% polyester, 35% cotton. So, you know, they call it cotton, but it's allegedly 65% polyester, 35% cotton. Now, why don't want you to miss out? But now, why don't want you to miss out on this opportunity, folks? Let me tell you a story. So the year was like, um, hell, what was it? 2010, 2012, something like that. Now I'm a stand-up comedian extraordinaire, right? Stand-up comic. Back in them days, you know, it was like a Sunday afternoon. I was just sitting around doing what comics do, getting drunk and high in the middle of the day. So, you know, I'm gagging on a joint and I'm cracking a beer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Gagging on a joint, sipping on a brew. I'm watching cartoons, right? I was watching Rocky and Bowinkle, right? Hey, everybody. I'm Rocky the Flying Squirrel. <laughs> and I'm Bowinkle. It's the Rocky and Bowinkle show. Hey, Bowinkle. Mr. Peabody, Sherman, you know. So I'm watching like Rocky and Bowinkle, sipping on a brew, s- smoking on a joint. <laughs> you know? And I don't know if you're familiar with Rocky and Bro- Bowinkle, you know. I certainly am. And one of the characters is like a Royal Mounted Police, an RCMP. You know, one of them, Canuck as I am a Canuck Canadian, one of those royal mounted police, you know, with the red getup and the large bill hat, right? So, you know, there I am, I'm smoking a cigarette too, right? I'm like, cow boy hat. I should get a cowboy hat. I don't know, it's just like one of those like drunken stoned fantasies that you have in the middle of the afternoon when you're watching cartoons, right? You know how it is, folks. So, you know, but it really kind of captivated me. I was like, <laughs> cowboy hat. I should get a cowboy hat. I went and I did my stand-up comedy for the evening, you know, and I woke up the next morning hungover. <sighs> the hell was I going on about last night? Cowboy hats? What's my black ass going to do with a cowboy hat? You know, it's ridiculous. Huh? Scratch that. Forgot all about it. Couple months later, you know, I'm watching, you know, much music, MTV, you know, and I see, you know, the one and only Pharrell Williams. Cause I'm happy, clap along if you feel like a house without a roof. Clap along. He's dancing around going, cause he's happy. He's wearing a cowboy hat. That was my idea. That was my gimmick. I missed the bus on that one, folks. And you guys know the rest of that. The rest is history. 
You can't walk down the street in any urban metropolis to this day without some bozo walking by cause they're happy along, wearing like a cowboy hat, a 10-gallon hat. It's quite the look, the urban look. The urban sombrero to reference Seinfeld, folks. You know, it took off like hotcakes, you know? And I could have been on the ground floor. I could have been on the ground floor of that movement, folks, but... I don't know. I guess I didn't believe. I was like, what, what's my black ass going to do with a cowboy hat? Like, you know? And it was like right there. Rocky and Bullwinkle showed me. Hey, everybody. I'm Rocky. Huh? And I'm Bullwinkle. <laughs> Mr. Peabody. Sherman. You know? I could have been on the ground floor of that. You know? I could have been happy. Like Pharrell would sing. I missed the boat. Well, not this time, folks. This is a unique look all to itself. You know, the cotton pork pie hat, cotton pork pie hat, available on Amazon, folks, coming in around $35, a little under $35, Canadian, plus shipping, smoke them if you got them, folks, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity, so feel free to, you know, step up your wardrobe, step up your game, now granted, folks, a little disclaimer, this is a showstopper party pleaser, okay? There's no way you're going to be wearing this. You're going to be getting attention, questions. You're going to be the life of the party in this pork pie get up. So it's not for the faint of heart, folks. I'm only wearing it here on JR the P. I personally don't know if I have the stomach to like wear it in public. It's a showstopper. I don't know if I want that kind of attention. I'm kind of like, you know, casual jean. Plain tee, sneaker type of dude, you know, no fuss, no muss. This little showstopper right here, you know, this pork pie delicacy, I don't know if I can handle it in public, folks. So a little disclaimer, your life is going to change. So get ready for that. Definitely do, folks. The Hat Depot Cotton and Cotton Herringbone Paisley Lining Premium Quality Pork Pie Hat. Available on Amazon, folks. Smoke them if you got them. Yes. And that's a fun little way for y'all to, um, you know, spice up your wardrobe. Support JR the P at no additional cost, you know. I get a little bit of a referral fee, a little kickback for driving traffic. That's what this is all about, folks. I am an Amazon affiliate. Yeah. It's hot. And of course, there's always the free option of supporting JR the P. Hit that like button, subscribe, you know. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, janathan-ramcharan.com. And if you're enjoying the show, folks, you know, you're getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles. If you're digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know what truly is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this pork pie hat is working up a pork pie sweat. Let me tell you that. It gets fits in under them lights, boy. All right, let's get to this here. So, sip of water, balls. Don't mind me, balls. 
the province of Ontario, we are in a lockdown due to <coughs> COVID-19, you know, that overinflated mumbo jumbo, you know. Also very interesting in the news lately, blood clot, your blood clot, shot, 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 your blood clot, your boom, clot, blood clot, you know. Vaccines be doling out blood clots to some of the victims of these vaccines, folks. Here's some of the latest news. This is an article from cp24.com. Alberta confirms country's second blood clot after AstraZeneca vaccine dose. COVID-19 alarm bells sounded across the country Saturday with Alberta confirming Canada's second rare blood clot, blood clot case in a patient who received the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine and two long-standing infection hotspots registering concern, new peaks in the virus-related hospitalizations. At the epicenter of the national outbreak, meanwhile, the Ontario government walked back some widely criticized new measures meant to contain surging cases across the province. Alberta's chief medical health officer, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, said a male patient who is in his 60s and recovering marks the second Canadian case of the blood clot disorder known as the vaccine-induced immune thrombotic thrombocytopenia, or VITT, a.k.a. bunch of mumbo-jumbo-jargon filibustering horse feathers. These ignoramuses don't know a damn thing. Hinshaw said she is taking the event extremely seriously, but continues to recommend AstraZeneca for anyone 55 and older. These blood clots remain extremely rare, and anyone who is aged 55 and older faces much higher risks from COVID-19 infection than from this vaccine, Hinshaw told reporters on a conference call. Whatever we say, whatever we do, we're not going to take any accountability, you know? As long as we can keep you in fear, we'll sell you it, even if it kills you. I added that last part. I know that reports of an adverse event can be scary, especially when it involves a new vaccine, she said. If I were in this aid category, I would get this vaccine. No, you wouldn't. You'd be on vacation in the Bahamas, you know, living high on the hog off of our hard-earned fucking tax dollars. Which doesn't really make much sense because she's a doctor. If doctors collect tax dollars, but you get the point. More than 700,000 doses of the AstraZeneca's vaccine had been administrated across Canada to date. 700,000. Wow. The global frequency of VITT, VIT, also referred to as VIPIT, dun 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 dun, VIPIT, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun, VIPIT. Vip it good. Dun, 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 dun. Whoosh, vip it. Blood clot. Vip it. 
also referred to as Vipit, give me a break, folks. I mean, I'm trying to make levity out of this horseshit, <clears throat> has been estimated at about one case in 100,000 to 250,000 doses. In a stark comparison, Albertans 55 and older who are diagnosed with COVID-19 have a 1 in 200 chance of dying from the infection, Hinshaw said. What a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, 1 in 200. Where do you get these figures from? You're sitting around with a calculator, tabulating, sitting around with an abacus, tallying and tabulating. These stupid little... These are made-up numbers. Obviously. I ain't no dummy. All right? I know how to use TurboTax. It's not as difficult as it... it, it you know, I know how to use TurboTax. I know how to, you know, use a calculator. And it's it's quite easy to just make up numbers and figures and blah, 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 blah to sound like you know what's going on when really it's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. And you know it. You filthy varmint. You filthy varmint. In Europe, only a few dozen cases of the rare post-inoculation blood clots have been reported compared to the millions vaccinated with the AstraZeneca. Most of those cases have occurred within 14 days of the shot, and the majority were in women under 55. It's not that there's no risk of this outcome in those who are over 55, or that there's no risk in men, but rather that it is still such a very rare risk, Hinshaw said. A Quebec woman was the first in Canada to develop a blood clot. Where was I? I might have induced a blood clot in my eyes. What's going on here? Where, where am I? A Quebec woman was the first in Canada to develop a blood clot after being vaccinated with AstraZeneca. The woman received the vaccine produced at the Serum Institute of India known as Covishield, and was recovering at home, the Public Health Agency of Canada said Tuesday. A decision around a broader age range in which it is deemed safe to receive AstraZeneca shots is coming in the near future, Henshaw said. Whenever we can make it up, folks. The first chance we get to make it up, we will. Right now we're on a coffee break, but um, you know, the first chance we get to go orchestrate and engineer some more lies, we'll, we'll, lie, we'll lie to you as soon as we can. <laughs> Health Canada said it continues to believe the benefits of the AstraZeneca shot outweigh the risks. Really? You're going to risk blood clot versus imaginary overinflated paranoia? I think I'll take the over-exaggerated imaginary pen paranoia over a blood clot any old day of the week. Other pandemic concerns simmered to the surface in Ontario on Saturday, a day after Premier Doug Ford announced anti-pandemic powers that allow police to stop any motorist or pedestrian and ask where they live and why they're not at home. The papers. Do you have the papers? Are you suffering from a blood clot? Do you have your papers? You better be dying of a blood clot or else we need to see your papers. Sing higher! (laughs) 
The strict new measures drew furious criticism as the number of infected people in hospital reached record levels, prompting the provincial government to reconsider the clampdown. The province amended the rules on Saturday evening, saying police will only be able to stop those who have reason to believe that they are attending an organized public event or social gathering. What, you, you're going to stop people if, if they look like they're about to have fun? Hey, wait a minute. That person's smiling. Whoop, whoop. Woo, woo. Into the back of the cruiser you go, buddy. <laughs> How do you know where a person's going or their intentions? He's carrying a bag of Doritos. He's going to a sleepover. Get him. Why don't you mind your own beeswax, you bumble clot, you blood clot? Never mind where I'm going. Anyways, they walked it back. Ontario's enhanced restrictions were always intended to stop large gatherings where spread can happen, Ford said. Our regulations will be amended to allow playgrounds, but gatherings outside will still be enforced. So if you're a pedophile, this is great news. You're still allowed to creep a playground, but just whatever you do, do not go to a, uh, I don't know, Juno's award party. The Juno's coming up? I think I might be nominated for one. Best male performance on a podcast, J.R. the B. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. The government source, speaking on background, told the Canadian press that the government was responding to widespread critiques about the new law enforcement powers. We have heard a lot of feedback on this in the last 24 hours in terms of the scope and applicability. We have heard a lot of feedback on this in the last 24 hours in terms of the scope and applicability. Lickability. Said the source, who was not authorized to speak publicly. We will be issuing a clarification to police chiefs and the public about the scope and scale of the order. Politicians and civil libertarians attacked the anti-pandemic restrictions earlier in the day, calling them misguided and describing the beefed-up police powers as overkill. No kidding. I am very concerned about the arbitrary stops of people by police at any time, Toronto Mayor John Tory said in a Saturday tweet. So even the mayor thinks it's baloney, folks. While violating restrictions can carry a $750 fine, failure to provide police with requested information can result in criminal charges, according to the province's Association of Police Chiefs. Big and small police forces across the province said they had no intention of exercising their newfound powers that they apparently walked back, thought they didn't have any power on this matter. Maybe I'm just stupid, which is quite a... You know, a possibility. Civil rights groups, however, took little comfort in such statements. Ontario is one step closer to becoming a police state, said Joanna Barron, executive director of the Calgary-based Canadian Constitution Foundation. Low-income and minority communities have borne the brunt of this pandemic in terms of cases and mortality, and they are now more likely to bear the brunt of police enforcement. More than 2,000 patients were in Ontario hospitals due to the novel coronavirus on Saturday for the first time since the onset of the year-long pandemic. Of the 2,065 patients receiving treatment, 
The police said that 726 were intensive care and 501 were on ventilation. It's hot. Pardon me, folks. In Ontario, particularly, the mortality is going to rise from COVID-19 if health care gets overwhelmed, said Dr. Zane Chagla, an infectious disease physician at St. Joseph's Hospital in Hamilton and an associate professor at McMaster University. The variant-driven third wave also leaves young people more susceptible to infection. It could prompt more postponed or cancelled hospital procedures, he said. And then they go on to list um, alleged case numbers. Blah, 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 mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, blood clots appearing in the AstraZeneca vaccine. And a uh, walk back of the restrictions placed upon Ontario. They wanted to have police powers, um, police power accessible to the point in which they can stop a pedestrian and question them. Where are you going? You look like you are having a party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Up in people's business. And hey, yo. I'll say it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, till these punk motherfuckers see clearly. How many times do I got to spell it out for you folks? COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and attain power for any and every nefarious reason. Who knows what the reason is, but that's what's going on. It's a political weapon. And we are living in the fallout of the presidential election of 2020 in the United States. COVID-19 was used as a political weapon in that election. And on a greater scale... There's some sort of Cold War style situation going on between United States of America and China. And, you know, there is more deep state things that I, as a Joe Blow doorknob dildo, am not privy to. You know, as I mentioned on the last cast, I barely even know how to use TurboTax. You know, every... I kind of lied in this episode. I said I do know how to. I really don't. I mean, every tax season, it's like... H&R Block, uh, I don't want to spend money on those dummies. I'll do it myself. TurboTax, and I'm scratching my head, going over PDF files, looking in my wallet for receipts, you know? But as I am not privy to this information, hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. Don't exactly take a biological engineer to point out the obvious, folks. There's something awfully squooey going on around here. Really no significant change in information. It affects the aged, the poor at health, the overly obese. And again, I I personally believe you're only as healthy as you feel. Health in a large part, is a state of mind. God bless us all. Hopefully we get old someday. Hopefully we all have the opportunity to live a long life. And in doing so, you shouldn't live in fear. Oh my God, I'm old. I'm going to die at any second. That's how they control you. That's how they get that fear game going. 
It's a political weapon. It's mumbo-jumbo. People are getting blood clots. Blood clot. I mean, common sense would say, if you, re- if you return to the beginning of the pandemic, they said that a vaccine was like, what was it, 18 to 24 months away? They banged one off in like, what, 10 months? They told us from the gate that it was going to be like a 18 to 24 month period for a vaccine. They banged one off in like nine, 10 months, something like that. And who knows, who knows what the hell you're putting in your body. Now people be getting blood clot. So as a disclaimer, you know, consult your doctor. Get the facts for yourself and make a educated choice. But at the end of the day, it's your health. Hit me up, folks. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Is there something I'm missing here? Has it not been like over a year of the same information, a lot of fear, a lot of sensationalism, exaggeration, hyperbole, paranoia? Is it not true that these ignoramuses, these eggheads, these pundits, these filibustering, jargon-spitting dummies, doorknobs, dipshits, dilettantes, isn't it true that these dummies don't know a damn thing? Bunch of mumbo-jumbo! As far as I'm concerned, folks, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Quick sip of water, folks. Water break, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Yeah. Pandemic. Um, yeah, it's unescapable at this point, isn't it? But one thing that's going on is it's an opportunity for those who are, you know, calm, collected, moving forward, assessing the situation and making educated and thought out decisions with their life. It's an opportunity to step your game up, you know? I mean, hey, if you want, if you want to fail, if you want to blame, uh, you know, blame it on the rain. COVID nineteen fucked my life up. Oh, that's always an option, I guess. But um, better yet, it's an opportunity to, you know, go after what you really want in life. And I recently begun my journey. Starting a film production company, Noi Productions. Noi Productions, folks. And, um, you know, we're in full bloom, you know. Um, I work a day gig, you know, to uh, put money in the pot to support my goal of film production. You know, I am an actor, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. So I'm taking that next step in producing my own content. Noi Productions, not of it Productions. 
And in doing so, I have to work a day gig, pay my bills, and I then take that money, put it into my own production company. And in that process, I'm learning a lot. And I'm trying to change my outlook and attitudes. You know, I'm a very independent person. You know, I'm a creative. I'm an artist. And, you know, I also come from a blue-collar working background, construction labor, custodial work, um, retail, warehousing. So, you know, it's always been a balance. I lived on the edge for many years as a starving artist, swept up in the game, you know, just, you know, living life on a shoestring, bouncing from gig to gig, drunk, stoned, whacked out out of my mind, you know? Not a pot to piss in, not a dollar to rub together. Lived in a men's shelter at one point. Had my ups, had my downs. And there is a romanticism about the starving artist. But the reality is, to monetize your art, that takes business sense. I mean, unless you luck out, that's an, that's an option. Perhaps you're talented enough, or perhaps you're just lucky enough where your efforts are just noticed. Somebody just comes and plucks you out of obscurity because they believe in you, or they see something in you. That's an option. That can happen. But generally speaking, to monetize your art, it's like any business. Got to work at it. So that's why I'm, you know, I've been blessed in the last several years of my performing life. For like the last several years, I've been on a path of um, accountability. And um, this is the newest step. The production company, Noi Productions, Not Of It Productions, and this new employer that I have, I'm treating this job as my own business. And it's very important because as I want to be successful with my production company, that means I'm going to have to learn how to manage myself and manage a business, dealing with people. You know, and if you if I find it hard to deal with people as a warehouse worker, it's really a lot of the same attitudes and personalities and egos. It's like the human spirit. Business is all about dealing with people. So if I have it, if I'm having a hard time being a committed employee, adding value at my Joe job, my day gig, I could be, at least for myself, I see that I'm more than likely, I more than likely will have a hard time dealing with customers and other artists and other people in the business when running my production company. So that's my goal, to treat them the same in order to grow. It's not always easy, you know? Sometimes you want to let loose better than Mother Goose. Slap a motherfucker. <laughs> fuck out of my face. Who the fuck you think you're talking to? Like, yeah, sure, I yuck it up. Yuck, 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 yuck. But I am a man, after all. 
And, you know, I'm just as stupid and ignorant as any other motherfucker that ever lived. You know, you want to blah, blah, blah at me? Well, maybe I'll blah, blah, blah at you. You want to get with me? Well, maybe I'll get with you. Tit for tat. An eye for the eye leaves the whole world blind. As Mahatma Gandhi would say, Oh, God, I'm so hungry. Somebody get me a bowl of spaghetti. Uh, I want some spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, An eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Hunger strike. But, um, you know, so that's where I'm at. And I have actually had a a recharge, a resurgence of energy and optimism. Um, In my role in this warehouse position that I have, it's like a warehousing position for a retailer. And in that position... I'm dealing with a lot of people and personalities. And I'm getting a lot of conflicting information. And it was confusing me the last few weeks. It was kind of confusing me, kind of upsetting me. But then I came to a realization recently that, you know what? I'm there to serve the company, to serve my employer. And any requests or impositions that come my way are generally in service of the company. And what I've learned is in order to serve my company, sometimes I got to put the company's better interests ahead of mine. Because I know that these people, they really don't have the right or the place or the position to come at me the way they do. And it's not particularly rude, it's just annoying. It's like when somebody's trying to tell you that something's your responsibility when you know it's not. That's the point. I got people coming at me with things that they want me to take responsibility for, and I've been told that it's not my responsibility. But yet, it is my responsibility. A lot of conflicting situations. And this is relatable to any business. There are times in any business when you get conflicting encounters. Encounters with customers, co-workers that conflict. And it can be, and it can feel very personal. And there could be an ego to it. No. I know who I am and what my job entails. I'm doing what I'm doing. And in doing that, sometimes, at least in my position, it's a disservice to the company. And it's really about my own ego. Because it's like, hey, I'm there as an hourly worker getting paid. If I'm doing something, anything I do is for the betterment of the company. So if one blah, blah, blah wants to come blah, blah, blah at me, in fulfilling that blah, 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 I am helping the company. So what difference does it make? I really got to put it all aside and serve my employer. And that's the role I'm in. And this changes in hierarchies and across industries. But the truth of the matter is, where I sit in the pecking order, despite what they try to tell me, it's really just kind of like a bitch position. Like, you know, they dress it up with all the HR, you know, 
sentiment, human resources sentiment, and they dress it up with the blah, 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 and the title and the title, but basically I'm the bitch in a lot of senses. Hey, bitch, do this. Hey, bitch, do that. Even though they give me conflicting messages where it's like, no, there's actually a chain of command, but yet there's no real enforcement. So what I realized is that I'm not serving these crybabies, these wet blankets, these imposers, these people with a need to tell me something. I'm not serving them. I'm serving my employer. And in, and in dealing with these people professionally, I serve my employer and I take that work ethic and I put it into my own production company, Noi Productions. There's going to be times when I'm dealing with people and it's going to feel personal and I'm going to want to act out in the way of the world, puff my chest up, make a big deal about it, you know, scream bloody murder. You can't treat me that way. But this is people. We live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. It's actually quite hilarious when you think about it. These are people hell-bent on their own ego and pride and arrogance. You can't tell them a damn thing. Yet they don't think twice about opening their mouth and giving an order to somebody that has nothing to fucking do with them. Like, don't you see that you're not my boss or supervisor? Why are you talking at me? It's the equivalent of this. Have you ever seen this at a store? It's this sentiment. It's this type of ego. Have you ever witnessed this? You're at a retailer. You're at a grocery store. The customer's irate. Blah, 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 blah. The cashier explains, no, you're wrong. This is the situation. Sorry, we can't do anything about it. But this is the situation. I hear your frustration. Nonetheless, this is the situation. The customer goes, Okay, can I have a receipt? That little parting jab. You know, can I have a receipt? Even when they're respectfully dealt with and the situation is explained to them, they still need to lash out with that last bit of ego and arrogance. Where's my receipt? Oh, in other words, you fucking work for me. You jump when I tell you to jump. My receipt. Just to remind you, I spent $10 in this establishment. Where's my receipt? You're speaking to a $10 customer. Where's my receipt? (laughs) The arrogance of that. And the command and the control. The pettiness. And that's in every industry. And that's why it's so vital to learn how to deal with if you want to be a successful owner-operator. This might seem, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. It seems so childish, but yet it's like, 
truly the way of the world. People really think that by barking and yelling and screaming and blah, 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 they make a difference in the world. When it's like, no, you just make it worse and nobody's listening to you. When you talk that way, people resent you for it. And the first chance they get to stab you in the back, they're going to take it. Obviously. So. Coming down off of that pridefulness, taking some humility and putting that into my work, I think is going to serve me well. Because, um. In business and in this pandemic, I'm really looking for the beauty in people and the joy of communication. Sometimes it's hard. People have been talking like, one of the hardest things about pandemic and is the isolation. People are cut off from this, cut off from that. And the mental health issues are spiking. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel pretty good. I mean, unfortunately, what I've been shown in this world is that it's a cold, unfeeling world ruled by cynicism. Generally speaking, nobody cares. And what I'm trying to do is find the other side of that. When it's like, you know what? We're all people dealing with things. We're all people that came from crazy families that fucked us up. You know? That's the story of the world. Our parents spent 18 years fucking us up. Then we spend the rest of our lives trying to get over it. People are full of fear and ignorance and aggression and arrogance. And they lash out on others. They make assumptions. They take things personally. They carry this victim mentality through the entire life. Where it's like they can't even do something as simple as shop at a grocery store. I thought this was fucking $2. No, it's actually $3. The sign said two. Sorry, it's three. Are you sure? Where's the manager? Here's the manager. Sorry, sir. We hear your complaint. The sad reality is the item is not $2. It's $3. All right, asshole. Where's my receipt? Showed you. So I'm trying to escape that mentality. And that's part of the uh, impetus behind Noi Productions, not of it productions. In this world, but not of it. And that's a phrase that I heard through my Christian upbringing, some of the books that I've read. Um, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a great book. It deals with the societal dream and some of the agreements that people make with themselves that treat that keep them trapped in the dream of hell. You know, the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson heard all around the world by everybody and their mama. Thank you, folks. It's a spiritual battle, folks. My name's Jesse Lee Peterson of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. You know, beta! (laughs) You know, Jesse Lee Peterson, popular um, radio host, podcaster, vodcaster, you know, internet 
personality, Jesse Lee Peterson. He uh, speaks on that as a reverend in the Christian faith. The idea of being in this world, but not of it. In the world, but not of the world. And that's very important. To separate that ego and evil spirit from your daily communications with people, with friends, with family, and in business. And that's what I'm striving for moving forward. And that's why I'm putting that emphasis. It's very important. It's not something to be uh, taken lightly. So that's some of my business talk for the last week. Some of the revelations that came. And um, I'm just happy to move forward in this time of pandemic. There's lots of opportunity. As I mentioned, I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. And I actually made some very good progress this past week. I was very productive with my time, time management, projects that I'm working on. Hit a little bit of a speed bump. Hit a little bit of a speed bump. Lockdown, pandemic pending. Um, All non-essential services are closed at the moment. Well, I have some, you know, administrative type of paperwork, printing type of, you know, work that I need done for my stand-up comedy career. It's been put on a little bit of a pause. Due to this lockdown, ain't nothing to shit the bed about. I'll find a way around it. I'll work with it. But um, nonetheless, it was a successful week for stand-up. You know, I felt some traction. Um, So I'm just going to take that as a win, you know. Obviously, things aren't exactly the way. I don't even know what I hope for anymore. I'm just kind of going with the flow, accepting what is before me. So it was a good week, and I was happy to accept it. That's as far as I can look. As an actor extraordinaire, uh, same deal. Um, Reinvigorated, inspired, been watching some classic film, uh, sparked a lot of ideas and discussion. That's going to be a bigger chunk, a bigger section, segment that I'm going to have to get back to. There's some things I want to cover there, some specifics, but um, been feeling very inspired taking that blessing, hallelujah, and um, laughing at some of the opportunities that are before me. Um, There's some real kind of, you know, I subscribe to a paid online job board. I pay a yearly annual fee to be a part of this job board, and they post various paid work. And some of the jobs that come through are just like ridiculous. It's all like those creepy ads that you see on Craigslist, you know, looking for a fetish worshiper, looking for a foot worshiper. It's like, it's under like the talent section in the classifieds, but it's like all like CD 18 plus, not that there's anything wrong with it, kind of like sex work type of stuff. It's like very oddball. And there's like a lot of these 
same type of oddball type of um, gigs. Like, uh, <laughs> patient number two for a diabetes ad. Um, you know, interviewer for a um, COVID-19. <laughs> Share your testimonial on what has impacted you in COVID-19. But you're going to have to get a COVID-19 test, vaccination, blood clots pending. We're going to have to quarantine you for four weeks before we shoot. It's going to have to be at a distance of at least uh, 400 paces. All this rigmarole. It's like, why the hell am I doing this bloody thing to begin with? (laughs) You know? So, I don't know. I mean, I guess things are getting up and running in the film industry. I mean, I guess that's the blessing of it. It's a bit of a wet blanket approach, but hey, you know, tender mercies, tender blessings. COVID-19 commercials, vaccine commercials. Not that I'm going to go out for them or anything, but uh, not that I'm going to audition for them or anything, but I guess there is work going on. So the message is the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, folks. We got to hang in there. We've come so far. And again, I don't mean that in some like sissy type of way in terms of, you know, continue to be afraid and, you know, lock yourself away in isolation indefinitely. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm saying like the best is yet to come. And um, hopefully we're out of the woods fairly soon because it's all a bunch of drummed up hogwash to begin with. Mumbo jumbo. To reiterate my earlier stance on this whole pandemic. Mumbo jumbo. All the best to you folks. Y'all take care now, you hear? Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent April 19th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Blood clot, shut, 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 the blood clot, your boomba clot, blood clot. Blood clots, AstraZeneca vaccine causing blood clots and old fogies, you know. Business, business, business. Is your mind on business? This pandemic, you know? The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jnathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? The best is yet to come. Hallelujah.